the other thing I think about is like we're bad individually at like assessing what we look like and how we present ourselves to the world. Yeah. And it's good to have some like touch points in your crew at work, allies, right? So yeah. You like, okay, real talk. How that how'd that go? Or do you seem you know and this was years ago, but and it's still a joke at at my org too. Like this is this is my sarcasm making everything that was like super stressful like a funny story. Sarcasm one oh one. I love it. So <laughs> the first time we did a, a midwinter's night event. Okay. Um we hadn't really worked all the kinks out, right? So I had volunteered to do the like welcome hospitality bar where you're just going to give each person who came in like a glass of champagne and then send them towards like the main event space where they could get what they wanted and get food and get fancier drinks, whatever. Okay. And we had two volunteers that were going to work with me. We had the whole, like planned the whole thing. Like here's the front bar, here's the back bar, you know, here's where the glasses are going to go. Here's the champagne openers, you know, here's, we're going to set the, the, empty glasses if people drink it and then give their glass back right away like we had it all planned out catering didn't bring champagne glasses <gasps> they brought wine glasses so <laughs> like three hours before the event i'm on the phone with the caterer going oh my god i need champagne glasses and they're like okay okay we're gonna bring them we're gonna bring them it's 45 minutes before the event i still don't have champagne glasses. <gasps> I do have two volunteers who've showed up in their best faith effort to be on time for their shift to help me set stuff up. Yeah. So I have them set stuff up and then I give them my coffee card for the cafe and I send them off to go get a hot beverage and come back in 20 minutes when the caterers swear there will be champagne glasses on my champagne glass table. So the caterers show up and they're like, it's like 10 minutes before we open and they're like badly ripping saran wrap off champagne glasses and setting them up. And I, being the planner, the person who likes to have everything prepared ahead of time, yes. is like internally completely losing it. Yes. Yes. And then, so we, we finally get the, nothing's pre-poured. We've got like 60 people in line at the front <gasps> desk. The volunteers come I back. And all of a sudden I have this horde of like 60 people surrounding this table. And my two volunteers who were like, aren't quite really into the swing of things now because we didn't have any setup time. Right. And I'm... You know, so I hand a bottle of champagne and two openers each to this, these two people who've shown up to volunteer. And I'm like, great, we're just going to get started right now. So sorry for the confusion. It's going to be a wonderful night. Can't wait to get started. One volunteer looks at me and goes, I don't open bottles of champagne, dear. And the other one is like, oh, I'll open a bottle of champagne, but... Wouldn't it be funny if I like bumped these glasses and everything broke and there was wine all over the table? <laughs> you got I have 60 guests in front of me at this point going, where's my free glass of champagne? I just checked in. It's been two seconds and I don't have a glass of champagne in my hand. And I look at the guests and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for the wait. Just a moment. And I look at the volunteers and I'm like, just pour champagne. I'll open the bottles. And I proceed to open 60 bottles of champagne in two hours and just hand them my volunteers and just have them pouring. And the more people that surround the table, 
and the more like hubbub there is in the room of like, yeah. where's my, you know, people in visitor services now that the, the like the first instant we're open line has turned, turned down. Like the visitor services staff come over to me and they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, it's great. Just grab a bottle of champagne. And we're still pouring bottles. Sometimes toward the end of the night, like check-in ended like, you know, two hours ish. Somebody comes in and they go, Oh, they watch me open a bottle of champagne. And the guest is like, wow, you're so good at that. Did you know if you open a bottle of champagne, you get a wish. And I was like, 60 wishes in County. Wonderful evening. And they go off. And the volunteer next to me, who's been doom and glooming this entire time in his like funny, sarcastic way. Yeah. Is like, wouldn't it be funny if the next time you opened a bottle of champagne, it popped and broke the window behind you? And I was like, oh my God. What is just pour champagne? <laughs> oh my God. And apparently, I was not as, I did not come off as sarcastic and <laughs> stressed out as I thought I was. Because <laughs> the visitor services staff next to me were like, oh my God, this is great. Like, let's just get doing. Like, they were making a party out of it. And, you know, the volunteer who didn't open champagne bottles and volunteered for my champagne bar um, was just like, oh, it was so nice to work with you tonight, dear. It's, you know, it's so nice to see all these people and they're dressed so fancy. And I was like, well, thank you for pouring so many glasses of champagne. That helped me so much. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. But I was just like, are you kidding me? Re really? Oh, I, I mean, it. what I wanted to say to both of them was like, you did not just volunteer at my champagne bar to not open champagne bottles and to spend the entire three hours going, oh, ha ha, wouldn't it be funny if everything went to rack and ruin? Oh, that is not what I need. That is not the energy not you were supposed either. to bring. Oh, but you gotta love it, right? I mean, you do. You, you do. got to love it. Um, it's you know one of the things that I talk about is it's it's so important to find um, support within the profession because um, even if you have like really good friends or really good you know like a, a partner in life or whatever you can go home and talk to things about or whatever there's nothing like being able to relate to somebody <laughs> doing it because sometimes we could go home and be like uh and this happened and this happened and this happened and they're like well this didn't just get another job or another profession you're right. like oh, but no but i love it <laughs> you know and they're right. like but it takes somebody in it to totally understand and relate and be like, you know what? It's okay. That's, that's what makes it funny afterwards. Right. Just like, right. we love it so much. We yeah. love it. You have to talk to somebody in context, right? Yes. Because the like person outside of the field that you're complaining to is like, wait, so you spent 30 minutes on a call explaining what a link was. So your volunteer could click on it and get to a page so they could reset their email. And you're like, yep. With a perky smile in my voice the entire time. Okay, you're going to click on the link in your email. What is a link? Well, I sent you an email and there was a, <laughs> there was a, like, you're thinking to yourself, like, how do I explain this? So there was like, 
a gibberish series of words, but it was highlighted in blue text blue. and a little underline, and that's a link. And they're like, I don't click um, on things in email. And you're like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> right? But by the time that call is over, you feel so accomplished. Yes. And you were like, and you taught somebody something and they yes. learned something new. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to quit your volunteer job because someone didn't know what a link was. Right. Or someone right. once famously asked you, what is email? After putting their email address on your volunteer application form and emailing you. I can't. I can't. And this was in front of a bunch of other people. And I literally was like, ah. Uh, email stands for electronic mail and it's how we've been communicating this entire time and this you know you're going to put your email here so that we can contact you yeah. some more and I was like does that make sense <laughs> and everyone else in the area is like trying not to die laughing out loud oh and here's this poor person who was just like but I don't get what you're asking me why oh. you know and it wasn't, what is email? It was, why do I have to put my email on this particular place? Aww. Like, what is going to do? Aww. Who's going to have my email? You know, like, the conversation went from me trying to respectfully as possible answer their original question, which didn't come out as the question they needed, into like, oh, okay, so if you give us your email, we're not going to sell it to anybody. No one else is going to see it. Like, this is the volunteer database. Like, it's me and HR and the executive director that have access. Right. You know, I'm going to email you maybe once a month if I have updates and then you're going to get the newsletter. Like your data is safe with me. Yeah. You're not just telling your email to like the entire internet and everyone right. wants to buy it and scam you. Right. Because right? I don't know. But the question that came out was, well, what is email? And I was like, oh, professional face, professional voice. Let me explain at the beginning. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. My cheeks hurt. My cheeks hurt. And all the other staff are like, why would you even like, why would you answer that question? Or how yeah. could you do it without like laughing or making fun of the person or whatever? Yeah. And I think yeah. our job as volunteer coordinators is to not assume anything, right? Not assume where people are starting from or the information they have, or even that that's the question they really wanted to ask. Right. Right. Because a lot of times when people are giving us their information, they're nervous about where it's going to go, right, exactly. or they're nervous about, some of them are nervous about using the internet, some of them are old hands and have no problem, and they're like, yeah, Facebook, email, Instagram, I got it all. And some of them are absolutely petrified. Right. right. And you have to think to yourself, like, okay, it's my job to build trust and relationships. Yes. Right? Yes. So... I'm just going to start from the beginning where they asked me the question and then see if that makes sense. And I'm not going to be sarcastic and I'm not going to laugh at what sounds like a silly question. Yeah. I'm going to treat this person like a real human being, right? Yes. yes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly. I mean, Even if I sometimes get my like customer service voice on like, okay, email is electronic mail. <laughs> that's what you really have been. I feel like you've been on the phone with me before. Wait. Like, you have been using email to contact me this entire time. <laughs> like, it's definitely a tone of voice. Oh gosh, you have it down pat. You have got mm. it nailed. Oh my right? gosh. I once got 400 volunteers through a background check in a month. 
Same conversations the entire time. We rolled out background checks all at once with more than a thousand volunteers. And I personally sat next to 400 of them. And I was like, I talk, you talk, I type. Yeah. Get you through this only takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. I immediately delete it from my brain. Yeah. But I'll make sure that technology isn't a barrier to you. Exactly. 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 But I mean... Good times, good times. What For is sure. email? What is email? What what even? You know is that's email? totally going in the description. <laughs> How do you answer? How do you answer email? these questions? That's totally going in the description for this. <laughs> but I have to say, like, I'm proud of. I'm proud of that interaction, and I'm proud for teaching more people in my like organization to do the same thing. Uh-huh. Because the next year, I um was listening to my assistant in her cube. She's on the phone with somebody and she was doing the same thing I do, talking tech support over the phone. Yeah. And she was like, hold on, I'm going to put you on speakerphone if you don't mind, just so like I can type and look at the website, you know, make sure we're looking at the same thing. Yeah. She puts the person on speakerphone and I look at my, I look at my partner in crime, who's the HR admin assistant. And we're like, okay, it's going to be quiet now. And the person on the phone says to my assistant, I'm just really frustrated. I'm really upset. My assistant was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do my best to help you. If I can't help you, I'll give you to Paula and she'll figure it out. Right. But first, let me see if I can help you. And he's like, I'm just really frustrated because I know I've made my password right. I know it. But my computer keeps messing it up. We were like, and I'm like, don't say anything. She's on the phone. She's got this. You've taught, you've trained her. You've yes. taught her. You've done, you've yes. she's got this. Right. And she's like, okay, well, can you explain your, your problem? Like, what is it that's not making sense? And he says, I reset my password and I type it in. And instead of the word, it's just these stars. It just goes star, 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 star. It's not my password. And I don't understand what's happening. And I'm like, oh. And on the phone, my assistant's like, okay, I know what's happening. Have you tried hitting the enter key after that happens? Yeah. He's like, no, because it's not my password. And she's like, okay. So what the computer is doing is protecting your privacy. Like if you were at the library and you were signing in, then there was someone behind you, right? So you're typing the letters and the numbers on your keyboard, but the computer is just showing it as stars. So no one else can look at your password. And he goes, oh, you mean it'll work? And she was like, well, let's try it. Like, let's make sure it works. You Aww. try it and you tell me, and if it doesn't work, I'll reset it. Yeah. Through the database and then we'll do it again. But right. yeah, try it. So you can hear like angry clicking, like <laughs> hunt and peck angry clicking in the background on the speakerphone. Yeah. yeah. And then this enter key and he goes, Oh, it works. Well, well, thank you. Actually, you you've been really helpful. Thank, thank you. That that worked. I'm really I now I don't have a problem. Aww. And he hung up. And I was just like, on the one hand, I think that's the funniest thing anyone's ever said, <laughs> that they're typing in their password, but it's not their password. All they get are little stars. And technically, they're right. <laughs> it's not. Right. <laughs> and on the other hand, I was like, good job, assistant. You did yeah. exactly what you should do. You explained exactly. what was going on. You got to the heart of the matter. And then without judgment, very gently, you were like, well, have you tried hitting the enter key and making yeah. clicks see if it works? Right. Yeah. And then you solved the person's problem and they were happy with it and they went on. Yeah. And, but 
that's that's volunteer management in a nutshell. And there it is, volunteer management 101. And the key thing about what you said, what I loved out of that whole thing, is that you helped without judgment. Yes. Um, and that is where you continue. That is where you build those relationships so that, you know, when you have a, an emergency event overnight and you need 300 volunteers, that is what they will remember. Be like, oh my gosh, remember she helped me. She was so nice about it. And now she needs my help. I'm going to go out of my way to help. It's mm-hmm. building those relationships and building the trust in those small things. That yeah. do I love it. Okay. So what is the thing that you are the most proud of in life and why? It could be professional. It could be personal. Just something that you've accomplished that you are just proud of. Anything. I think you asked that question a little differently when you sent me the questions. And I- okay funny because when you ask me that way, like, what have you accomplished? My, my automatic little critic soul is like, nah, haven't really oh. accomplished a lot. Um, You're certainly nothing <laughs> of, certainly nothing of note. Like, it's so funny how critical we are <laughs> ourselves. Can I reread your bio? Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two master's degrees, yeah, yeah, CV, yeah, girl, please stop it. Right. Okay. So let me, let me find the question. Okay. Let me put it this way then. <laughs> what I mean, what just, I just need to say that because like we all need to be better at like talking ourselves up and, yes. and saying what we're good at and, and yes. I am terrible at that. Okay. VP of advocacy. <laughs> I know. I know. It's ironic. Hello. <laughs> Okay. What is one of the greatest challenges you've ever had to overcome professionally or personally? Is that better? Do you want to do that one instead? Greatest challenges that I've overcome is a lot easier to answer than what thing have you best achieved? Um, So greatest challenges. I'm sorry. I have to cut you off for a minute. She's phenomenal. Like, (laughs) Go find her, look at the long list of things that she's done and the things that she's currently doing. Yeah, we need to work on advocacy for you, but that's a whole nother podcast. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go it's ahead. my little critic's heart. <laughs> There's always room for improvement, so nothing is ever the best. Um, but definitely the, the greatest challenge that I have, I have succeeded. Um, so my greatest challenge is that I'm a cancer survivor twice over. But the part about it that I would like to highlight is like being positive Mm -hmm. through the whole thing and thinking more about what's ahead of me than the things I've lost or the things I've gone through. Love it. And using some of that energy from, you know, you survived cancer, you can do anything to fuel all those times when I'm not sure if I should speak up. I'm not sure if I should advocate for someone else. Mm. Not sure if I should be real or vulnerable or Mm. say what I think or call something out or say, Hey, this actually isn't as equitable as you (laughs) make it sound. People like there's work here to do. Yeah. Um, There's a certain, there's a certain magic in surviving cancer or anything else really traumatic and difficult, right? 
yeah. and being like, okay, I'm going to tell it like it is. Could it be worse than some of the things I've dealt with? Probably not. I'm just going to do it because it needs doing and it's yeah. right and it's just. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes back to our conversation about we're not experts, but we're going to do the work. Yeah. You know, the progress versus perfection. Yes. Um, if not now, when, like, it's, it's not enough to see the inherent inequities and the lack of justice. And this is really the national conversation at the moment, but it's just, it's just everything, you know, it's, it's time to take those steps forward and do what you can do. Love it. Different for everybody. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's probably the thing people don't know about me. That was definitely a huge challenge because I was diagnosed at 25 and then I had a reoccurrence at 32. Mm. So that's young. Very. And um, you can't tell now because my hair's all grown back. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it puts some things into focus, right? It sure. clarifies your life and your efforts. And it makes you think about doing what's right, what you think is just in the time that you have and not wasting it. Yeah. Wow. And not waiting for tomorrow, not saying, oh, I'll back down. Just, just do what you can. Yeah. Right. Yes. It really makes you appreciate the, the, you know, living one day at a time and getting everything out of today that you can. Because mm -hmm. it's a whole new meaning to you don't know what tomorrow may hold. Um, right. So, wow, that is fabulous. And I congratulations. And I am very <laughs> Thank you. happy for you. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the last thing. And, mm -hmm. then, um, and then if there's any, like, announcements that you want to make for anything, like, you know, we can go into all that. So I want to play a little game with you. Okay. And it's called... 3,000 questions about me. <laughs> so okay. you pick a number, one through 3,000, and I will read the question, and you answer it, and then I'll answer it. And if we don't like the question because it's recording, we can change it. And then right. that part will just be in the bloopers. We'll be like, ah, just kidding. We ain't answer to that. Not on recording. Anyway. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> okay. All right. So you pick one through 3,000. 2013. Okay. Next time I should probably ask this number ahead of time so I could just. So you can just be like, and the. Question. Yeah, like, woo! <laughs> They're gonna be like, she finds it so quick every time. Okay. Yeah, she must be psychic. Okay. I like this one. I have no idea what I would answer. All right. 2013. That's what you said, right? Yep. Okay. If you got lost in the woods, what would you do? <laughs> okay, here's something you don't know about me. <laughs> Going back to the whole, like, volunteering since I was a Girl Scout thing, you have rarely met a woman so prepared. Nice! All right. If I was lost in the woods, do you think I would have my standard sort of purse on me that I wear everywhere? No. No? Okay. So all I've got is my glasses. Ooh. Those I wear all the time. Okay. All right. If I was lost in woods and I needed someone to find me, I would find the largest clearing I could within eyesight of where I was. 
I would get some dry bark tinder, I would find a large flat rock, and I would start a fire with my glasses. And people would find me. Would make sure it didn't become like a whole forest Forest fire situation. California, but because I'm a California girl and that's important, but should be possible. Also better than getting yourself more lost in the woods because that's harder for people to find you because then you're way off trail from where they think you're supposed to be. Oh, look at you! But the funny thing is, I don't even want to answer it now. Like, if I had my purse, I'd have like an emergency inhaler and my farm knife and my keys and the multi-tool and my keys. So like, I'd be set to like live in the woods for a while, to be honest. <laughs> Good. You, you already, you know how to hunt, you know how to eat. Yes. Trap. Okay. I am the person with the like emergency response kit. Always. I love it. And the last time somebody was like, what's the first thing in your emergency response kit? I pulled out the skinning knives. <laughs> because used to live on the family farm. We used to like butcher out our own meat. And I was like, what else do you put in an emergency kit? Hello. And they were like, uh, what just happened? (laughs) And the fact that you asked that out of all 3000 questions, that was like no better suited for you. That's kind of awesome. That's pretty amazing. What would Um, you do? What would I do in the woods? Um, (laughs) I would look for cell reception. Um, I would try to start a fire based on back in the day when I was a Girl Scout. I don't know how well that would go over. You'd have to find a flexible piece of wood and make some cordage so that you could, you know, rub the two sticks together. You'd have to find tinder. It'd take uh, a while. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, totally. I remember that. <laughs> I might try to echo, like, what, is, um, what, what did the bats use, like, for... Echolocation? Yeah, I might try that, see if somebody could, like, hear me. Okay. Okay. Paula, this has been amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, is there anything that you want to let the people who are listening know in terms of anything that's going on with Alive or, you know, just how... People can find out about Alive, um, how they can review, any of that kind of information. Right. So you can go to Alive, which is volunteeralive.org. And we are always seeking committee volunteers. So if you want to get involved in the Association of Leaders in Volunteer Engagement and help really build up the profession of volunteer engagement, you can. And I highly suggest that everyone join you and me on the Programs and Advocacy Committee and make some programs or some webinars or some projects and, you know, advocate not only for the profession, but learn to advocate better for ourselves. That's a me thing. But for our volunteers, for them being involved, all the different facets you can think of, including diversity and inclusion. People should definitely, definitely do that. And um, Alive has a really great mentorship program too. So this is something they're like, you're in your first few years of volunteer management and you kind of just need some help because you're just like I don't know what I'm doing am I doing right (laughs) I just don't they have a really great mentorship program so you can look into that um even if you're a mid-career professional you can join the mentorship program and get advice for someone who's been in the field 15 20 25 years you can set your own goals you know and and progress at six months definitely absolutely worth it 
Yes, so you can either be a mentor or a mentee. So, I mean, definitely, definitely look into it. I have found um, a wealth of um, help and knowledge just in being a member in the very little bit of the little time that I have. Um, Paula, thank you again so much. This has been so amazing, riveting. And every time we talk, I don't think we've ever been on a call and have talked less than an hour. Like, I don't think- Yeah, at least an hour. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, it is so, you're so easy to talk to and just so wonderful and great. And thank you so much for being my guest today. I, I cannot thank you enough for taking that time, carving out that time to join us. And so I want to thank everybody else. Thank you for joining us on this episode of From the Suggestion Box, Navigating Feedback, the Good, the Bad, and the Say What? Be sure to stay in for the next, stay tuned for the next episode. Click subscribe below so that you don't miss out on the next one that comes out. Talk to you later. Thank you again. Bye-bye.